Hello, this is Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. Welcome home. So we're into tower. We are ready for takeoff. Manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey, it's Amy from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, Clubbers, it's Scott from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, it's Kathleen from DVC Clubhouse. Welcome aboard, it's Phil from DVC Clubhouse. Welcome back, everyone. We are here again with another episode of the Debrief Podcast brought to you by DVC Clubhouse. I am Amy, and I am joined, as always, by Kathleen, Scott, and Phil. Hey, guys. Hey. (laughs) And here we go again. Welcome aboard, Clubbers. Kathleen is losing it. (laughs) Oh, one day we'll do a, a video. (laughs) we'll record a video that everyone can watch and see our shenanigans but today is not that day not Um, that day at all but welcome back everyone today we decided that we're going to talk about the different epcot festivals On, on the last episode when we were talking about the holidays we started talking a little bit about uh the festival of the holidays it's kathleen's favorite festival it is um We thought maybe it would be fun to kind of talk about all of the festivals. We're heading into the Festival of the Holidays right now, which is a short-lived festival. And then we're going to go right into Festival of the Arts. So we're starting a new year soon. New year, new festivals. So Farts. Let's just call it what it is. It's farts. Yes. Well, it is farts. So anyway, I'm not going to say the other ones because that might be offensive. Like I said, we we touched on the Festival of the Holidays a little bit in our last episode. And so let's start there, just briefly kind of going through the Festival of the Holidays. And what's our hot take on Festival of the Holidays here, guys? What do you guys think? If you like toothpaste, this is the uh, festival for you. Everything's peppermint. And? Oh, God. That's why it's my favorite. Lord. Everything's peppermint, hot chocolate all the um, decorations. It's just pretty. It's cozy and it's yummy. (laughs) If it were gingerbread flavored, you would be on board. Let's admit it. And there's gingerbread stuff there. It's not all peppermint. I do like gingerbread. They have the cookie stroll. Peppermint cookies. They're not all peppermint. They're not all peppermint. My favorite cookies are the black and white cookie and the Linzer tart. The Linzer's good. Is that the Germany cookie? uh, Is that where you get it? I think so. Mm-hmm. With a name like Linzer, I'm pretty sure it's not in Morocco. <laughs> that's the Chinese cookie. That's a fair point. Um, <laughs> Phil, what what about you? Do you enjoy that festival? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it the last episode. Being able to walk just through World Showcase and seeing everything done up for Christmas, and then all of the different foods that are available. I have mixed feelings about any of the festivals and the food, but I think that of all of them, having the cookies, having the hot cocoa, having all the different versions of Santa walking around World Showcase, being able to see how all the countries celebrate the holiday. I don't know if I'd call it my favorite. I think, you know, I made a list before we started. It 
probably vies for number two or number three, but it's definitely up there. What about you, Scott? I'm probably going to have to put it at number two for me. I do like the food. That's about it. I don't know. I, I would put it at number two. <laughs> it's short. The only reason I say it is because it's shorter and the other ones are, they're starting to get so drawn out. That's that, not true. No, like festival, like food and wine and flower and garden. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. They're very long. I like festival of the holidays because it's short and sweet and you don't get tired of it. Yeah, but half of the festival, we can't even get into the park. Well, that's because we don't have the right pass. So if you have the sorcerer's pass, you're blocked out of the very first, what? The last, like last. a couple, it's like 10 days. Yeah, you're blocked out of it, but it just Yeah, makes... I think it starts December 17th, I think, is when it starts. I have it in my calendar. I'll let you know right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> because it, it angers me all the time. So we cannot go starting uh, the 20th. And that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We miss 11 days of the festival. How long is the festival itself? Like a month? So it ends on December 30th, and it begins on November 24th. Wow. And we we can't go the first day or the last day. Well, I think that's why I like it so much, along with farts, because it's just... It's short and sweet. It is, well, I, I like, yeah, I just like everything about it. I don't get sick of anything there. So I was just looking at the cookies. You've got a spiced chocolate cookie, a snickerdoodle cookie black and white, Amy's favorite, gingerbread, which would be Scott's favorite, the Linzer cookie, which is actually in Bavaria. I'm sorry. It's not Germany. It's Bavaria. Same thing. The peppermint pinwheel cookie. We know whose favorite that one is. It actually says sponsored by Colgate. The jingle sugar <laughs> cookie made with M&Ms and the holiday sugar cookie. Does it really say that? No, but oh. it was funnier my way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. And then and I struggle a little bit with Festival of the Holidays in terms of the food because I am not a huge sweets person. And I feel like of all of the festivals, Festival of the Holidays is more about sweets than it is about savory. And I am much more of a savory person. So I'm not that excited by the food at Festival of the Holidays. I, I mean, I kind of hate to say this. I feel like I rank it kind of maybe third that cheese fondue in Germany is really good, though. Which yeah, one? that fondue is good. I like the stuff that that it comes with, like the potato and the carrot like, yeah. that you oh, dump yeah. in there. That, that's, that's pretty the good. good. One. That's, that's the good one. Yeah, I like that one. Because there's one. Yeah, I, per I think there's one yeah, for parts at France, and it's a little bit different. But this one's the good one. Well, and at food and wine, that kind of version of like the melted cheese with the stuff. Like, I don't like that. That cheese yeah. is too. I don't like that pungent for me or something i don't know it's just not but the one at at festival of the holidays it, that it is good a lot of the stuff like i said it, like it is kind of sweet and i'm just in it more for kind of like the sights and the sounds all of the other festivals i'm in it for like the food but festival of the holidays is really like for me like the sights and the sounds and kind of like we talked about in the, the holiday episode just feeling that holiday immersion experiencing the different cultural aspects that are presented around World Showcase is pretty cool. I think you just hit on it. It's the sights and the sounds. So when you think of the Festival of the Holidays, you think about the countries all lit up 
And what else do you think of with Epcot at Christmas? You think of the Candlelight Processional. That's what everybody goes to Epcot for over the holidays. I think the rest of it is beautiful, but it's filler for the Candlelight Processional. Well, I feel like each festival has an entertainment element that happens at that Yeah, theater. but that one probably more than most. I mean, we can talk about all the eat to the beat and everything else, but ultimately it really is the Candlelight Processional that drives people. People wait until the minute it opens and they announce who's going to be narrating. Right. And you watch Neil Patrick Harris disappear. You watch Josh Gad disappear. They line up for hours for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say each festival has an entertainment element, but festival of the holidays that entertainment element is kind of what the rest of the festival is built around whereas with the other festivals i feel like the entertainment element is like an add-on to that it's not the main attraction whereas candlelight processional is and what you do around world showcase is kind of like the add-on to that that's like the build-up and candlelight processional is like the crescendo of your day at epcot And one of my favorite parts used to be Joyful at the Fountain, and they no longer have the Fountain anymore, and Joyful is not playing there. And I thought that that was a great little bookend to that side of the park. You'd have World Showcase, you would have Candlelight Processional, but then right if Future World came in, you had the Fountain, and Joyful played up there, and I thought it lent a lot of life to that side of the park. And that side of the park, you know, with the exception of maybe some decorations and some photo spots, just the holidays don't extend out to Future World anymore the way they used to. And I I think that detracts from what it is now compared to what it used to be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see once everything at Epcot in the front of the park is done. Oh, it's funny that you think the front of the park is going to be done. Well, at some point. I mean, at some point. It's just Um, digger land with a higher admission price. (laughs) <laughs> and my kid can't operate the machinery. Um, shall we move on to Festival of the Arts? Yeah. Farts. Farts. Sorry. Scott um, and I are going to correct you the entire episode. If you don't call it farts, we're going to have to call shenanigans. Absolutely. This is my second favorite festival at Epcot. I, you know, I'm torn. So, I mean, spoiler alert, like I'm kind of torn between this one and Flower and Garden. The thing that I really love about this festival, I can't call it farts. I'm sorry. I just can't say it over and over again, especially when I'm talking about food. Just doesn't seem right to be talking about farts and food. It doesn't even bother me. (laughs) You can talk um, all that stuff and, you know, nursing. Well, you're in health. You're in healthcare. So I have an 11 year old son and I am 14. We talk about farts all the time. So just out of curiosity, you're talking about- So should we have a whole episode about episode about farts then? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Absolutely. So (laughs) Amy, how would you rank the festivals one through four? What is your ranking? Well, as I was saying, I'm kind of torn between Festival of the Arts and Flower and Garden, but I, so I used to say that it was Festival of the Arts, but I don't know, this year- Flower and Garden really just, I've really enjoyed Flower and Garden. So I would bump that up to number one. And then Festival of the Arts is number two. And then, you know, it pains me to put food and wine as number four. I was wondering if that's where we're going because it's number four for me. me and and that, that, that actually really pains me because I loved that festival. You know, it was the OG festival. It used to be the only festival. And what I loved about it was, you know, it happened in the fall. It started like usually at like the end of September 
and it went through the mid, you know, right up until you kind of got to the holiday time. And so it was a short festival. It, it, it was not this like half a year bonanza of just meat and cheese in 95 degree weather around of Costco food that they're just cooking in the booth. Yeah. Food and wine has really kind of, for me, lost its polish. I mean, some of my fondest memories of going to Disney as, you know, and again, I was going to say as an adult, but like I didn't really start going until I was 14. So I don't have a ton of childhood memories. Most of my memories are adult memories, but was going to um, Food and Wine Festival one year with my parents and anybody who is Facebook friends with me has seen you like either on my dad's birthday or on Father's Day. I always share a picture of my dad and me sitting together. We're holding up a beer and we took that at a and and I share it because my dad passed in 2015 and I was very close to him and I, I miss him. And I love sharing that photo. And that one was taken at a beer pairing dinner at Rosen Crown that happened during Food and Wine. And at that same festival, we went to a wine tasting, like a wine pairing lunch at Bistro de Paris. It was there. It, it was up there. And we, we did an event there. And, you know, Food and Wine used to just have all of these really wonderful culinary experiences that you could book. And I don't know, like, I just feel like now it's just become about food in these booths and it's kind of lost this special and probably because it's so long that it's not sustainable to be offering these special events for you know six months and closing restaurant space to host it because they have people that are making reservations but you know they had all of these really wonderful events that you were able to book and now it's just become another Food and wine, it almost to me just becomes a point at which you've just added a couple more countries around World Showcase and you can grab something to eat if you want. And then every once in a while, there will be like a really, you know, fun band at the Eat to the Beat concert series. Like I saw um, two years ago, Cool in the Gang. Like that was so fun. But that was like a one-off for me in terms of Eat to the Beat because typically when I go out, I either don't know them. Now, I will say... I'm kind of jumping back to Festival of the Arts of all of those shows. And again, not including Candlelight Processional, because that's kind of like a different in its own category, as we discussed. I really love the um, the Broadway concert series that they do during Festival of the Arts. Like, I think that is a really amazing thing that they do, that you have actual Broadway stars coming and singing songs from shows that they've starred in or just other popular Broadway hits. I think that that's something really special, especially because a lot of people, you know, I live in New Jersey. I go to the theater. I go to see Broadway shows quite, quite often. But for a lot of people who live all around the U.S. or in different countries, they don't really have an opportunity to see Broadway stars. So I, I feel like that's a really special thing that they do. So I really love that aspect of Festival of the Arts. But Eat to the Beat is, to me, you're lucky if you hit it for a band that's really fun that kind of motivates you to go and like sit and watch. We were talking about it the other night. I think that the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic is what Epcot's Food and Wine used to be. 
they seem to have captured you're bringing in really good food and really good wine and really good craft beer. And Epcot food and wine has just become an excuse to cram more people into the park and have mediocre, tepid food come out of a booth after you've waited 45 minutes in line. And it now goes from, I mean, what is it now? July? July 15th or something. It's awful right up until just a couple of, I think, what, just a a week ago, and then it's off for a week, and you're right into Festival of the Holidays. What's still going on? Is is it still, I I hadn't looked at the dates. Yeah, it gives you a perfect example. Since the beginning of the summer. Yep. It ends this Saturday. Well, the seasonality of, of food and wine is what used to make it so great, because fall was a relatively kind of downtime for, you know, at, at Disney. So they introduced it as a way to drive attendance during a time of year that was not as busy. And because it was in the fall, you know, you weren't, look, it can be hot in Disney or in Florida in September and October, but it's not those scorching temperatures that you have in July and August. And two years ago when I was there in July, It was during food and wine, and I literally ate one thing from a booth because that food was heavy. And like I I said, it's like a meat and cheese fest. And when it's 95 degrees, eating meat and cheese that's been sitting under a heat lamp for for whoever knows how long, it's just not appealing to me at all. Like, I don't want to be eating that type of food in the middle of July. But in October, like, it feels like that's – it feels appropriate in October to be eating that. So – the seasonality of food and wine was something that to me was a selling point. And now it kind of doesn't have a seasonality. It kind of has like an off, there's like an off period, but a couple of weeks at a time, but no longer than that. Yeah. I mean, I think your biggest break is what between farts and flower and garden. Well, I'm, I'm talking specifically about food and wine where it was like, you know, it used to be like a two month festival. Now we're looking at like six months, six and you know, I, I preferred it when it was shorter. And I, I mean, I think that speaks to Scott's point earlier about enjoying Festival of the Holidays and Festival of the Arts, because there's something about them being shorter that makes them just feel more special. Well, I'll say before we moved here, food and wine used to be, when we lived in Ohio, food and wine was my number one festival. Then when we moved here, it quickly became my number four because it's so long. You know, we live down here now, we're in the parks more, I'm over the festival after two weeks of it being open and I have five more months to go until another one. So I think that's why Flower and Garden and Food and Wine went to my three and four spot since moving. Yep. Is it because of the length or because of the length of time that you have those crowds and those booths and those lines? Okay. Yeah, the length of the festival. I feel the same exact way, except for I just flip-flop Food and Wine and Flower and Garden. Flower and Garden is my least favorite. Food and wine is still good for me because at least they rotate the uh, the booths. You'll get a couple of new booths about halfway through. But flower and garden, I mean, they just beat it to death for months and months. And topiaries are nice, but I'm over it. It's interesting that you say that now as a local because I've actually got flower and garden as my number one. Perhaps it's only because we have traditionally only been there for a week in May. The temperatures are getting warmer at that point. The kids can go and swim. But flower and garden especially for us coming from New England. We've just been through a long winter. By the time beginning of May or April roll around, we're still, we're in cold mud season by that point. It's just 
cold, misty, nasty downpours for months and months. So for us to fly down there for a week and walk into Epcot and see the topiaries and get the warmth and be able to swim and see all the beautiful flowers all over the place, that hits for us. But I can see being a local why that would be problematic for you. And plus, I can't leave it out. Christopher Cross always plays at Flower and Garden. And who doesn't want to go listen to Christopher Cross? Ultimate Yacht Rock. It's hard for me to pick between Flower and Garden and Festival of the Arts because my favorite festival food is at Flower and Garden, which is the Frushi. I have to get it every time we go. (laughs) But something about Festival of the Arts is just, there's so many activities to do there, whether you're painting or you're looking at the chalk on the sidewalk. I mean, they're, they're amazing what they do with the chalk. There's just so many activities, I think, that are they're just fun. Plus just the artwork in itself, just yeah. to be able to walk around and look at all the different the artists that are there, the artwork. I've never really been into artwork until I went to that festival. And just to see the amazing quality, the pictures that are there, I could stand there and, and just look at that for hours. And I can't do that at any other festival. So I actually have this flowering garden and farts. Yes, Amy, farts is number two. Without a doubt, it's shorter. The temperatures are cool. It is a lot more comfortable to walk around World Showcase and take your time and view all the artwork. The artwork for me, for the most part, is amazing. And I think the parts that I don't find amazing just aren't my style of art. The chalk colorings going through the spine, the three dimensionals especially, are just, I have this, and I said it to my tattoo artist yesterday, I have this extreme horrible, jealous dislike of people that have artistic talent, because aside from photography, I have absolutely none. It just amazes me what these artists can do with 60 minutes and a bag of chalk and what they can create in the spine. Then you've got, you know, there's great activities walking around, trying to find figment in all of the countries. The kids love that. And you've also got the mural. The mural is really cool. The kids get to go up and actually get a paintbrush and some colors and go fill in their numbers. And they think that's just the greatest thing ever. And you actually get to sit down and speak with the artists. I've also been there and seen a couple of Disney princesses that have gone into the art world and had some great conversations with them inside their booth. The only downside to me of farts is that it costs me money every time I go. I have a lot of stuff hanging on my wall that I just had to come home with. And I went down with every intention of not spending money this trip. And then I see something that I just have to have. You can't help it. My uh, favorite festival food item is at farts. I said it. And it's the sushi donut. I love that. The thing that I love really about Festival of the Arts is I love how creative and inventive they are with the food much more so than any other festival. I really just, it's the food is pretty to look at. It's really creative. I just, I love that aspect of that festival. I also really love those picture backdrops, like those 3D picture backdrops that make it look like you're stepping into a painting. I think that that's really cool. And those two things, the interactive elements of Festival of the Arts, along with the creativity of the food, is what for a long time made me put that as number one on my list in terms of favorite festivals. But like I said, this past year, and I don't know what it was about Flower and Garden this year, but it just is really pretty. When you walk around the the whole park, I think that's what it is too. It's like, I feel this sense of, and maybe it's because the front of the park has been like 
such a dumpster fire, but they have been able to infuse some like really pretty elements in the front of the park that kind of make it less of an eyesore. But I love those giant, like the artifact, you know, the fake flower decorations, like those big flowers. I love those. I think they're so pretty. They photograph really nicely. I really love the butterfly garden. I think that is just so fun and so neat. And I love that Winnie the Pooh goes out there with his next to the butterfly garden with his net. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just and I really like the different each each of the festivals has like their different scavenger hunts where you're looking for the characters. There's something about the one at Flower and Garden that just appeals to me the most. Because what you have at Food and Wine, you're looking for Figment, is it? Or is it Remy? I can't. Which one are you looking for? Remy. Remy. Food and Wine. What are you, and then and Figment is Festival of the Arts. Yep. Okay, and then at Flower and Garden, it's Orange Bird. Orange Bird. I thought, what's the deal? The deal with the no, bee? you've got the the bee. the bee. The bee is at Flower and Garden. Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that there's. I'm glad that you said Orange Bird though, because I really love all of the Orange Bird merch, and I feel like that's something like. And I feel I I'm think wearing my of- Orange Bird button down shirt from the Disney Vault collection. It is the ugliest, most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. I saw somebody wearing it on the cruise and it I, I remembered that you had it. It's amazingly bad or badly amazing. I'm I'm not sure which, but I love it. But I think you're right, Phil, about when you think about like the seasonality of Flower and Garden coming from the Northeast, where typically when you go to Flower and Garden, it's you know, you're just coming out of the winter and how colorful and bright and floral and just like spring like it is it definitely hits different when you have been when you've just come from cold dreary weather for it's such a nice months. break for those of us coming out of a cold climate to get down to flowering garden maybe that's why we love it so much but you know i think intellectually if i look at the festivals farts is my favorite but just coming out of the cold down to disney in the spring for flowering garden is so refreshing so i think that probably is why i rank it number 1 I definitely understand that. I remember what it was like coming down at that time when we still lived in Ohio. So I I totally get that. And I am really interested. I mean, you joked, Phil, that it's never, Epcot, the front of the park is never going to be done, but it will eventually be done. And I'm interested to see, because isn't part of it, there's going to be like a festival, like hub? Theoretically, I mean, I'm, I still have trouble keeping up with what's been cut and what's still going. I, I don't think we're getting that two-level concert festival center anymore, but you've still got Dreamer's Point that's supposed to go down to some sort of festival-slash-party area. Yeah, I don't I don't think that it's that original concept, but I do think that there is still some sort of like festival hub area that's being planned. So I'm looking forward to seeing that and just seeing how they infuse elements of each festival throughout Epcot because you know food and wine well I mean I guess they started putting those food booths up by like where test track is and that's really like the only kind of touch of the festivals that you get is that one little kind of nook by test track we could have a whole other episode on how I feel about Epcot being shut down for the last three decades but I mean that that's a whole other conversation I would yeah well I mean and you know, to that point, when you, I'm sure that that is the reason why food and wine is as long as it is, because without having a festival there to 
incentivize people to go to Epcot, I mean, they're really not getting their money's worth because the majority of the front of the park is just a construction zone and they need to have something and they need to have like things for people to do things that are going to absorb people. So the reality is, I mean, it's as annoying as it's really annoying that the lines for the food booths are as long as they are, but those lines are actually absorbing people from other areas in the park because there's not that many places for people to go in Epcot right now. Right. But I'll ask you this. When was the last time that you or I and Scott and Kathleen may see it more being local? They have more days in the park. When was the last time you could walk through World Showcase and not have a giant crowd of people elbow and jostling you and take your time through World Showcase and appreciate it for what it is? And that probably is my biggest gripe with the festivals is they have pushed them so hard that it becomes more and more difficult to appreciate World Showcase and the buildings and the back alleys and all of the sites because it's just lines and lines of people everywhere you look that you're constantly just trying to move through. I love the festivals, but that to me is a, a big downside of them. I totally yeah. agree with that. And I feel like it kind of takes away from what, you know, one could argue that it adds to what World Showcase is because it's supposed to be a celebration of cultures and you know, foods from around the world. But part of the charm of Epcot, to your point, Phil, is exploring those countries and looking at the nooks and crannies and eating at the restaurants. And Epcot has become a park that I don't, on an Epcot day, I just assume I'm going to eat festival food. And I'm, I don't think about maybe because my daughter loves the pizza at Via Napoli, we'll, we'll get a reservation there. But for the most part, I mean, you know, I, the last time I was there, I ate at Shikisai, the new sushi place, and I have eaten at Takumite. I mean, the Japan pavilion right now is like kind of hitting it out of the park with the food, in, in my opinion. See, we um, went there the last trip based on your recommendation, and in all honesty, I found their sushi to be adequate. I was not blown away. It was it was okay, but it wasn't phenomenal. Oh, well, that's a bummer, because it was... I really... Well, of... The fresh sushi, I really, really liked. The specialty stuff, I thought was like a little bit overdone, but like the- we did a little of both, and that was kind of our take as well. The nigiri, the the sashimi was was reasonably good, but their specialty was there was just too much there. When we're talking festivals, I won't get too far off the rails here, but yeah, we were we were a little disappointed. That's a bummer, but that those you know Japan because they have just introduced two new restaurants recently i you know i've dined there but other than that i'm hitting up festival booths and i'm kind of missing the days of going to epcot and really immersing myself into the countries versus immersing myself into a festival and you I mentioned mean, that i'm sorry god I, I was gonna say and you know we talked about doing an entertainment episode in the future and i'd like to visit that at some point but i will say that the other thing is that I feel is that the entertainment offerings around World Showcase kind of haven't bounced back to what they were pre-2020 either. And so, I, you know, I just feel like the festivals are there to just take up space and take up time. And it's all about the food. And I miss like old school, no festival, no booths there. Because the thing is now that even when there is not a festival and it's not that many weeks, the booths are still there. I mean, I can't remember the last time that I was at Epcot where there were no booths around it. Yeah, I was going to say like staging the next festival. 
I was going to say that it's funny you say that you go into Epcot now and you end up eating festival food. I think three trips in a row, we have planned a whole day around just walking through the festival and eating festival food. And after the first or second line that we waited in, we just went and found food elsewhere. It just wasn't worth it to have a $12 plate of tepid reheated Costco food and wait in the line that long. We have the last few years been disappointed in general by the festival food. I think there's been some cool offerings. The French fry flight was good. Some of the desserts are good, but the actual small plate entrees, I thought were lacking. We really look forward to going down, especially the two trips we've taken without the kids and have festival food. And I think my wife gets a drink or two and we get a dessert and maybe we split a small plate. But beyond that, there just hasn't been anything that's been reaching out and grabbing our attention. We're foodies, admittedly, in that festival should be, or I'm sorry, the festivals in general, but specifically food and wine should be a festival for foodies. And there's just nothing there. It's all fairly pedestrian. You've obviously never had the pimento grilled cheese with the can of tomato soup. I've had the regular grilled cheese with the can of tomato soup that came in the little festival, looked like a paint can. It was it was reasonably good. It wasn't bad. Like I said, there's been some some hits, but if I have to have another reheated fried ball of rice and cheese from Italy that I actually watched them unload the frozen Costco bags, I'm paying for this. It's like $9. Let me rephrase. You've obviously never had a pickled milkshake. And never will. <laughs> Scott, we walked past that so fast. We were talking about uh, the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Festival. We've been trying to go the past couple years, and we just seem to either forget about it or or whatnot. And then we remember it when it starts being advertised that it's coming soon. But I think next year we really want to try that. It's like I think it's one hundred and eighty dollars per person for four hours of you know all you can eat. They have beer, wine. And then they have, I don't know what, I know Rosa has a booth set up there. Some of the the restaurants around the area set up their own little booth there, and Rosa's one of them. So, yeah, we're looking forward to trying that. Sign me up after our last meal at Rosa. You could just sign me up. I'll hang out in that booth all day long. Unlimited margaritas. Or Cocojitos. Cocojitos. (laughs) And my wife has made two good choices in her life, me and (laughs) Cocojitos. So right now, so I said Festival of the Holidays was my favorite, and I don't know. I I think I might have to change it to Festival of the Arts now, (laughs) the more I think about it. No, I'm going to stick with the holidays. Yeah, the holidays is number one, farts is two, flower and garden three, food and wine is four. So back to what we always discuss, is it because the festival is better or because it gives you more feels? It's the feels. It's the feels. It always comes back to the feels. What? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Easily farts at number one. Festival of the Holidays is number two. Food and wine is number three. And it's very, very easy for me to say flower and garden is last. I'm sorry. I actually think my idea is to shorten one of those longer festivals and throw in a fifth festival just because... I think you would just get that many more people to come down to Epcot if there was a fifth festival, because you could, realistically, you could sneak it in there. Like, I think that they need to do like a summertime festival where they're introducing like lighter foods. I've said summertime or even like a fall fest. Summertime or fall would be great. Well, that's what food and wine used to be. It used to kind of be this like like a fall festival. 
at least that's how I felt because like, I, and I guess maybe I felt that way because we would come down and the parks would be decorated for fall. Um, so we were kind of getting that, you know, when we would take our fall vacations, we would get both the fall decorations, the Halloween decorations and food and wine festival. So it all felt very, the association that I have w- had with food and wine was it being a fall festival. When did um, it begin? And then they, before? what, like, what was the date that it began before pre COVID? Well, initially when they first, it was long. initially when they started doing food and wine, it was like a September to November run. Then they, they started doing it like mid August. They bumped it up to like mid August. This July 15th start is like since COVID, I think. Yeah. Well, that's a a good idea. That's where your summer fest would come in. Yeah. And I think they could do some really fun stuff for summer, you know, and like bring in the different, you know, cultural traditions of, of summer from all of these different, you know, and thinking about depending on where these places are on the planet, it would be summer in some places. It could be winter in other places. So like in the summer months here, like what is happening in those places what is the you know i don't know like what what are the traditions they have that festival of the swamp <laughs> well, sponsored by dude wipes and body glide that basically is what food and wine is <laughs> at the very beginning it is I mean, let's be yeah. honest it's not just limited to epcot they're starting mickey's not so scary in august who wants right. to dress up in a costume in august it's to go to totally mickey's not bonkers. so scary Well, and I wanted to touch on something that you said before about food and wine, about, you know, being a foodie and that it used to really appeal to foodies. I mean, it's called the Food and Wine Festival and like the wine offerings are like laughable. There was one booth that had a really like good wine that they were serving and the rest of them were just like, meh, you know, I don't know. Like it's just, they throw it on there. It just does not feel to me like they're bringing me something that is unique or special i mean during the festival of the holidays one year they did have a champagne booth that you could try different champagnes but i don't even think that they had that last time i think it might have been like one booth that had like one champagne offering so i don't know food and wine really like like i said before it used to be a very special event. They had all of these food workshops and seminars. They would get celebrity chefs that would come in that would teach these classes around World Showcase in, you know, different locations. And they've just completely watered that festival down in a way that just makes it so and and you know the thing that's like really mind-boggling to me, I just don't understand. Like Disney has gotten so expensive and it is I feel like more crowded than it's ever been. Like what is going on? I don't know. Cause it's definitely, it's a little too crowded sometimes where I don't even want to be there. And Can there's just, really no downtime at no down season anymore. We need to get a, a festival of cocktails. That would be a great wow. festival. Now we could just call it. Just couldn't help yourself, could you? <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> I just tried to take a sip of water and I took the bottle away from my mouth because I was afraid I was going to spit it all over the place because... Oh Memories God. of your last trip down here? <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh. 
So have either of you, I don't, Amy, you said you have done Swan and Dolphin Festival? No, I have not. I've, it's something like, I'm kind of like you, it's something that like I look at every year, but then I never pull the trigger. I think we're going to next year for sure. We discovered it accidentally by walking on the boardwalk late at night and witnessing over by the Atlantic dance hall, hordes of people stumbling from the dolphin to the boardwalk. We could not figure out. It's like, where are all these drunk people? We could not figure out what was going on. And that's how we discovered the the food and wine festival at Swan and Dolphin. I think, you know, for me, I I just feel like it's the price tag that, I I mean, maybe you're getting a lot for, for the price, but again, to the point of that Disney has gotten so expensive, you know, it's like, I need to decide what my added extras are going to be. And that one just kind of always ends up on the cutting room floor. Well, $180 for great food and wine or $180 for a holiday party. I mean, honestly, when you put it that way, like based on the experience that everyone just had at Jollywood nights, that's definitely money I'd rather spend at a food and wine festival. I don't even drink and I guarantee you I can get my money's worth out of just the food side of that event. Well, that event is unlimited food and drink. So as much as you want. And I, from the pictures that I've seen, the portions are a lot larger. Yeah. And does it take place in like, like the ballrooms at the Swan and Dolphin? No, it's outside. Yeah, it's outside along the walkway. Oh. And they have it all lit up at night. Music. They have a DJ out there. See, that sounds really appealing. I might need to, when you guys go. Let me know. Maybe I'll come down and join you. I'm waiting for the dates because I know it just ended. So I'm assuming the dates will be coming out soon. I remember last year when that one ended, the dates came out soon after that. What is it? The first or second it's weekend of usually November? usually the second weekend in November. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to be on a Disney cruise again then. I sense another trip coming up for us and marking that on my calendar now. Because I said once they announce it, I'm going to book the boardwalk right like hopefully at like the 11 month mark because <laughs> you're going to be one of those people stumbling back to your room <laughs> possibly absolutely <laughs> gotta plan ahead talk maybe. to me because we can do a little point swap here and maybe make that work well i mean if if phil and emily come down then yeah emily and uh and scott found a new drink at the dolphin that they like so <laughs> just keep them off the escalator that almost got dangerous it was a it was a little uh, rocky after one. Well, and then you guys hit the cojitos and the bottomless margaritas. We won't even talk about Morocco. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it was a good night. Yeah, I that was where I clipped the GPS locator onto Scott, so we didn't lose him again. I honestly, I did not remember that we had sangria in Morocco. We did. That was a good night. <laughs> that's why you bring me along what did i say to the waitress i'm the designated walker tonight i'm just going to be having water <laughs> so to, to bring it back to the festivals kathleen after this conversation you kind of were like going back and forth but you're keeping festival of the holidays as your number one i think i'm going to because you know it's all about the feels and i'm feeling it more for festival of the holidays but it, it is a it's it's close between that and Festival of the Arts. Definitely close. And Scott, you're saying Festival of the Arts is your favorite? 
I'm a fan of farts, definitely. And Phil, <laughs> you are flower. I'm garden. wavering again. I had flowering garden first, but I think flowering garden is an emotional response for me. If I truly look at the festival I like the most, I'm with Scott. I think farts goes to the top of the list. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, Festival of the Arts was my number one this year. I kind of really, really enjoyed Flower and Garden. Now I was at Flower and Garden with you guys, right? Yes. That was the. Oh no, was that Festival of the Arts? Arts. No, that was Festival of the Arts. That was when I got my sushi donut, and then Phil and I rode Astro Orbiter together. (laughs) That was amazing, wasn't it? Wasn't that like a freezing cold night? It, it was. Oh, was so cold. I well, think we've we, done every festival together, though. So I don't. I think we've been at every festival together. No, but the one that it was the four of us. It was somewhat. That was, was definitely Festival of the Arts. It was, it was Festival in of the Arts. It was so cold. So we met up with you guys, and then I think you went home. We, I don't remember what we did. We went to Fantasmic. We went to Fantasmic, that's right. And we were leaving Fantasmic and we saw that Magic Kingdom was open late that night. So we were like, and there was right, a bus let's go. waiting for us. Yep. And we hopped on the bus, ran over to Magic Kingdom. So we took our famous rocket ride, which sounds really way <laughs> dirtier than it has to. But Astro Orbiter will never be the same. No, yeah. it won't. No, it will and not. Then, yeah, I think we took an Uber. Did we take an Uber back? We had to because we were staying on Hotel Plaza Boulevard. So I think we yeah. took an Uber back. It was cold that night. I actually went cold. to Disney Springs to the Columbia store and bought another jacket to wear because it was so cold. I thought you guys got the sushi uh, Christmas tree. That's a holiday. So you got the sushi donut? Yeah, that's farts. That was opening night. I could have swore it was a Christmas tree. It was definitely January. Okay, so it was the it was Festival of the Arts then. Okay. Yeah. Yep, without a doubt. And I was wearing my winter hat, my winter Mickey hat with the two. She was. Pom-poms. We might have, uh, we might have to post that photo oh, we're talking about it here. That photo is phenomenal. <laughs> Which one? The uh, Astro Orbiter picture? The Astro Orbiter yeah. picture. <laughs> awesome. Let's see. I was just looking, by the way, the artist I like so much is Riddell Gonzalez. I've got three of his pieces on the wall, and I think I might have purchased the last one that day right before I met up with you guys. Oh, and by the way, it's Spike the Bee. It occurred to me, but Amy was speaking earlier. Spike the Bee is Flowering Garden. Why was I thinking of Orange Bird? Maybe because I think Orange Orange Bird should be. He used to be. I think I got an Orange Bird sipper there a few years ago at Flowering Garden, and then they moved it over to Spike the Bee. Well, I know I think that Orange Bird is still like the official mascot of Flower and Garden, but the scavenger see? hunt is Spike the Bee. That makes sense. Okay, but doesn't I see? I doesn't Flower and Garden have two different ones? One where you're looking for, yeah, that's what it is. I think there's an Orange Bird scavenger hunt, and then there's the Spike the Bee one where you're matching, like where you're looking for certain plants. Isn't think- that it? I think that, yeah. I don't know. I I might be hallucinating because there's also the Easter egg hunt. and I get that confused with all of these because that's that happens during Flower and Garden, but it's not for the duration of Flower and Garden. I just sent you guys the picture that we took at Epcot. It was January 21st. Oh, there's there's Amy in her hat hat on. (laughs) We're all wearing hats. It was cold. Yeah, it was was a cold day. 
Well, I mean, the fact that I was wearing a skirt didn't make it any better, but. <laughs> so any last festival thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, I'm excited for Festival of the Holidays coming up. I'm a little bummed I can't be there the first day, but that's all right. I think we're all going to be there together during Festival of the Holidays, so yeah. we'll get to see it. Yeah, that that's going to be fun. I suppose that's, you know, good time to throw in a little plug. If you haven't already booked, come to our little mini clubhouse bash. We're happening. We're happening. Come to our little mini we clubhouse bash. That's happening. We are happening. But that's happening in December. I think that's going to be a good time. December 8th and 9th? That sounds about right. Amy comes in on the yeah, 8th. The 8th is a Friday. So it's the, like the 9th and the 10th. And then I leave on the 11th. However many nights she can get in somebody else's room. Exactly. She was staying here at first. She got a better deal. Sorry. She did. (laughs) Right in the action at Saratoga Springs. My favorite holiday resort. And then it just occurred to me, I get to check the dates. We might be down there for farts because of our quick little January trip. When are the dates for that? Now I got to look. That's a good question. I want to say the 18th through the 23rd. January 12th through February 19th. Oh, Riddell's going to get more of my money. This is killing me. I'll be at Festival of the Arts and I will be at Flower and Garden. And then Clubhouse Weekend will be happening during Food and Wine again. Mm -hmm. So I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, any last words, folks? No. We said it all and then some. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and listening once again to our shenanigans. It can't um, be as bad as the episode that they haven't heard yet that we recorded <laughs> earlier in the week. Well, they will have heard it by the time they hear this one. And um, again, if you don't follow us on Facebook, check us out at DVC Clubhouse. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And until next time, we'll DVC you real soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, See everyone. you guys. And so our journey comes to an end. Oh no, please, can't we go back to page one and do it all over again? We started this thing together, and that's how we finish it. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Happily ever!